Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Yesterday was an amazing day uh, for me. I had, like, literally, it's like my entire family was out at the ranch from um, all the guys from as far away as Kansas came out to rope with us and um, seeing all the guys out there uh, learning how to rope and kind of ply our trade was just was just amazing. I had a, a cousin of mine from Texas come up. He's, uh, well, he's, I, I call him a cousin because he was married to my cousin that passed away last year that I had to go down there for. Um, Sean came down, and I, I call him a cousin just because he was married to my cousin, but he's really a brother w- just without the blood. Uh, I, I love that man to death that he came out uh, to hang out with me because he was at a graduation on Thursday uh, for some neighbors of his up in Fort Collins, or no, up in Denver somewhere. But anyway, so Sean came out to visit, and um, and then uh, Doc and, and Chris came out, and they brought me a beautiful shadow box flag that flew over the DTOM Veterans Ranch, and one of the horseshoes from their main therapy horse, and oh, it just warmed my heart. I mean, like, the day couldn't get better. I mean, anytime you come to our house, you're going to have, we we try to be good hosts. And and it's hard to be uh, depressed at my house because we've got Cammie and puppies, okay? It's hard to be depressed when you got Cammie and puppies, okay? Ten of them. And uh, we let all the dogs out during the rope and lunch yesterday, and here comes all these puppies, and here comes all the people, like, oh, yeah, puppies are great, right? So, I mean, like, we just sat around. Uh, well, my boys didn't. They, we made them work. But we sat around and drank, you know, uber sweet tea with insulin shooters. I mean, it was, it was just a great, great time sitting out in the sun. We alternated between being cold when the wind would pick up and burning to death when it would stop. And so it was a... a I tried to make it a relaxing day for all of our guests with uh, no stress. But leave it to me to find it. Leave it to me to find it. Last week we started a, a three-part series, and today we're in part two, called Untouchables. And it is the battle, uh, how to win the battle, the spiritual battles in your life. And we talked about spiritual warfare and... You know, I mean, I don't want to be looking for devils in doorknobs every time, but, you know, the Bible says that, you know, even the demons believe in God, and they shudder in fear. You know, we have to acknowledge that if there is God, there is the other side that is trying to thwart God's plans in your life. And we talked about how we do that. You know, we talked about our main deal was John 10.10, where the devil, uh, the thief, who's the devil, comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly, right? Well, we talked about how he comes to steal our faith, to kill, uh, no, what did I say? We came to uh, steal our joy, kill your faith, and destroy our relationships. And I bet you can look back on your life and see now how the devil has tried to kill your, or steal your joy, kill your faith, and destroy relationships. Well, yesterday, uh, Diane, one of 
Cammie's best friends had come out, and they were messing with the puppies and everything, and she brought a cherry pie that I had to cook. I cooked it good, too. Right, Ty? I cooked that thing. I didn't make it, but I, I put 350 start. Whew! I'm ready for big time now. So we cooked the cherry pie. Ty got a piece of it. And, um, but I didn't realize that, you know, we, we just pulled the pie out and shut the, shut the stove off, right? Well, later on, when it came time to cook supper, we turned the stove back on to do the pork, the fire-braised pork from Swans that, that we get. And it's the most delicious thing in the world. And um, didn't realize that the cherry pie had overflowed. Do you know what kind of mess... 375 will make with about a quart of cherry pie filling on the bottom of your stove makes. Cammie turned the stove on and she asked me to go get something. I went out to get it at the little puppy shack and I came back in and when I walked up the porch, I thought the house was on fire. I mean, smoke is just blowing out, right? And I walked in there like, what in the world is going on? And Doc and Chris and Sean are just sitting at the table like it's no big deal. You can see their eyes watering. They're acting like it's no big deal. They're trying not to, <coughs> it's fine, we're good, right? <sighs> that old devil tried to steal your joy, right? So I thought, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. And then I nearly got my stepson killed. Sent him down for the Ninja Instapot. Any of y'all got a Ninja Instapot? Greatest invention in the world. It comes, it's about 422 pounds of technology, and it's got two lids. Well, me, trying to organize, I put the 400-pound Ninja Instapot there, and it's got a 200-pound extra lid that was on top of it. Well, Derek is not height-challenged, or he's height-challenged, so he tries to get the 400-pound deal off and pulls the Instapot off, and here comes the 220-pound lid. Hits him right in the head, nearly kills him. Stress level is now at nine. Nine. I literally had to sit on the stairs leading down to the basement and check myself. You ever had to do that? Like nothing, not really in the grand scheme of things, nothing is going wrong except for smoke damage and a dead kid. Besides that, everything's fine. Right? So I'm like, breathe. You know, I'm just one. I mean, that's why Doc and Tracy came down was just to get away from the stress and I was trying to create that for them and now like everything is ruined with the smoke and all of this stuff and I tried so hard God can't you see what I'm doing for you right me and Tyre the only one that got that <laughs> but you know what I kind of made a comment about it Chris and Tracy and Sean they didn't care because I, I had somehow forgotten that I trust Everybody in that house implicitly with my life, except for Sancho. He would be there right up into the end, but he'll lie it out before it gets real serious. But maybe they'll chase him. But, you know, like, they didn't care. Here I am, like, all kinds of stressed out because something didn't go exactly like I planned it. They didn't care. The food was great, and the company was even better. We just opened up the doors. God gave us wind. The smoke was out in four seconds. The wind was from God. You don't think? Oh. Coincidence? 
<laughs> the devil. The devil. <laughs> the wind was from the devil. <laughs> oh. And as I sat on those stairs yesterday, I mean, the devil came in. He didn't even have to hide. Just stole my joy for a second, just right out of my hand. And I sat on those top stairs, and I thought about today's verse. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, it says this. I want y'all to memorize at least the first word. Okay? It's a big word. No. That's the first word in the verse. No. It says, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Man, that's a powerful verse. When we're talking about spiritual warfare, we have to remember that no, in all of these things, in cherry pie smoke, in, in you know, skull fractures. He doesn't have a skull fracture that we know of. We're still kind of monitoring him. But no, in all these things, we've already won. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, I'd forgotten that I'd already won. And you know what? You have too. You've already won. You are more than a conqueror. And I mean, think about that imagery. A conqueror is somebody that wins with absolute power. And Jesus says in regards to, the word of God says, in regards to spiritual warfare, it says, no, we are even more than conquerors through him who loved us. In context, this verse tells us that no matter what happens, when that devil tries to come in and steal our joy, kill our faith, destroy our relationships, that we don't have to let him. That we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. See, Jesus defeated Satan on the cross. That day that Jesus died, sin and death, once and for all, were conquered. And when we come and we give our lives to Jesus Christ, we get to share in that victory. And the only thing that that old devil, that old fork-tailed devil can do to us is harass us, but he can't harm a believer. Now, in every area of your life through Jesus, when I say, when I say that he can come to harass, not harm, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. He can harm us by convincing us not to turn to God, okay? But still, we have to decide to believe the devil. He can harass us all day long, but he cannot harm us. Why? Because we are more than conquerors through Jesus. You have become victorious. And here's the, here's the kicker. You're victorious, and you're victorious whether you feel like it or not, okay? You've won. Everything is there. So today, we're going to look at three more verses and how to apply them to the spiritual battles in our life. Because I'm going to bet that each and every one of you that something tried to steal your joy this week, something might have tried to kill your faith this week, make you doubt the goodness and the glory of God. And maybe there's some strained relationships in your life that that old devil just likes to stick a pry bar in and he's just putting the pressure trying to break those relationships apart. If that sounds familiar, these verses are for you. The very first one that we're going to talk about is from Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. The New Living Translation says, In this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. 
Yeah, it's kind of churchy, isn't it? I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be blasphemous, but that's kind of hard to understand. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Well, the simplified cowboy version says this. Jesus put a whooping on the enemies of God by his triumph on the cross. Jesus already won. He already whipped them. They're defeated. All they can do now is run their mouth. But they do it really, really well. Right in our old ear. And man, we start listening to that after a time. Because you have to understand one thing. The devil, listen to me. The devil is a formidable enemy. But he is a defeated enemy nonetheless. Remember that. He's a formidable enemy, but he's a defeated enemy. He's already been beaten. There's nothing that he can do to win it back. He's been defeated, and he has been defeated. That means you are victorious through Jesus' death on the cross. The way I picture this in my mind is a formidable enemy. enemy, enemy. And sometimes I'm dyslexic. Just imagine a defeated bully. That all, you know, you, you think about, you know, here's this big bully coming into the room and he's like all up in your face and been whooping you and everything. And then, you know, your hero, Jesus, comes in and puts him in his place, sends him off with his tail tucked between his legs. And he turns around and looks at you and says, like, you'll be hearing from me. Well, now all he can do is glare at you at school, right? Just stares a hole through you. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. Well, he's, he's been beat because Jesus is standing behind us. He's like, don't worry about him. He ain't, can't do nothing to you. But yet we still listen to that crud. We still listen when he's eyeballing us and we get scared and we start losing our joy. We let our relationships slip aside. Our faith starts to falter. Can't let him happen. We are under the protection of the only person in the world that could defeat the devil. And his name is Jesus Christ. The devil is whipped. Yeah, he's going to glare at you. Yeah, he's going to talk to you. He's going to make mean faces. He may give you the one finger wave. I don't know what he does but he's been defeated. And I'm not saying, you know, and it says that we have to watch out for him, right? He's, we talked about it last week. The devil, that old Satan, prowls around like a hungry lion seeking someone to devour. Well, the only one that he can devour is those that aren't paying attention to what they're doing. Because he can't hurt you if you're paying attention. He's been defeated. You know, our job is to remember that he is defeated. And I'm going to do something today because I feel so passionately about this. I'm going to do something today that, I've, that I don't remember that I've ever done in the past in 14 years. I might have done it. I'm just saying I can't recall it. And I know that some of you ain't going to do it, what I'm fixing to ask you to do. And that's on you because what I'm fixing to ask you to do is plumb powerful. I want you all to repeat after me. And I know you're like, I ain't going to do that. Please do it. Take a step. Take a chance. Let's do something together. Because we have to remember one thing. And that one thing I want you to remember in all your spiritual battles, when that old devil comes to steal your joy, to kill your faith, and to rob you of your relationships that are important in your life, I want you to be able to repeat three words that will help you. And I want you to remember to say them out loud, and we're going to say it together. Ready? Here we go. He is defeated. He is defeated, guys. He's defeated. He can't do nothing to you unless you allow it to happen. You have to choose to let him to do it because he is defeated. So the next time that that old fork-tailed devil tries to whisper in your ear something that's going to steal your joy, I want you to say that out loud. You are defeated. You are defeated. Get away from me, man. I ain't going to stand for none of that. 
I learned that from my wife. I was having a hard time one time, and I wanted to talk about it. And I said, honey, I need to have a deep conversation. She says, I don't. Let's go sit outside in the sun. We didn't have a deep conversation. We went out with Cammie and puppies, and everything was better. Right? He is defeated. Why do, why do we let him do that to us? Well, the first is we have to know that he's defeated, and now y'all know it. The second verse we're going to talk about, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Man, that, that's, that's, some, that's some deep stuff right there, right? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish not just scale, not sneak in the back door. The strongholds that the devil has on your life where you don't even remember what joy is like, that's a stronghold that the devil has. And the Bible clearly states right here, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Man, if you want some of these relationships in your life to be restored, it's with God that can do it. Not saying that it will do it. I'm just saying with God it can happen. His tactics are not lethal. Listen, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. See, his tactics aren't lethal, but ignorance of his tactics is. Does that make sense? If you know it's coming, you ain't got nothing to worry about. On the other hand, if you just say, well, I don't necessarily believe that, the devil's like... Awesome! Poof, poof, poof. He got you again. And you're like, why is this happening to me? I'll tell you why. Right there, man. Ignorance of his tactics is lethal. He can't hurt you, right? His tactics aren't lethal because he can kill us. They are lethal because we start listening and believing what he says. When we start believing the devil's lies over God's promises, that is lethal, guys. you got to be aware of it got to be afraid of it but you got to be aware of it so what are these weapons that we fight with what are these weapons we fight with well i think we fight with courage courage is one of the things that we do i mean we, we stand up to what the most powerful angel god ever created we stand up to him and say no we're not going to believe your lies even though everything in society tells us to turn from him Turn from God, we're not going to turn from Him. We're going to run towards Him, and we're going to believe what He says, not what you say, devil. We fight with courage. We will not cower. No longer do I want anybody hearing my voice today to cower in fear over the, the strongholds that the devil might have placed in your life because we fight with weapons that have divine power to demolish strongholds. Have, have courage. Courage doesn't mean that you're not scared. What did John Wayne say best? Courage is being scared to death, but what? Saddling up anyway, right? We fight with courage. You know what else we fight with? Honor. Man, you want to talk about something that is missing in today's society? And that's honor. You want to learn what honor's like? Go talk to a veteran. He'll tell you, she'll tell you what, what it's like to live with honor, despite what anybody else says. That we have a job to do to protect others and to serve them. We fight with honor for what is right and for each other. That's how we demolish strongholds. We fight with courage. We fight with honor. We fight with respect. Believe it or not, we fight with respect. We will win with love and respect. We will not fall into hate and division. 
We will not fall in with the way the world is. The way the world fights is to be offended and let's just, arr, 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 arr. we're not going to do that. We're going to do it with love and respect. And you know what? We win. We win. We fight with courage, honor, respect. We also fight with integrity. Our, our weapons are not the weapons of the world. Our weapons come from God. Integrity. We will do what is right regardless of the consequences. Listen, when you do what is right, <laughs> there's consequences to it, right? I'm using the word right a lot. When we do what is right, there's consequences. And you know what? Sometimes they're not pleasant consequences. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for God and see if you aren't attacked. We do so anyway because we have courage. Because we honor God with our lives. We believe in Him unto death. We show respect. We show respect, not because other people deserve it, because it's who we are. A lot of people don't deserve our respect, but we give it anyway, not because of who they are, but because of who we are. Because you know what? As bad as they are, we're just as bad. Jesus forgave us, so we're going to pass it along to other people. We fight with integrity. We fight with strength. We fight with strength, but not our own strength. You want to, and, and listen, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all, there's been times recently that I was real close to burnout, real close to burnout. And every time I get close to burnout, I thank God for it. You know why? Because that proves to me that I am operating within my own strengths. And when you operate on your own, within your own strengths, trying to do God's will through your strength, you're going to burn out quick, even if it takes 10 years, 11 years. You're going to burn out. Our strength comes from God. That's what we fight with, not the other way around. And finally, what are these weapons that have divine power to demolish strongholds? We fight with truth. We know the truth, and the author of that truth calls you his child. He is the king of kings, lord of lords. What do you call the child of a king? Or prince or princess, right? You are a prince or a princess in the kingdom of God. Start acting like it. Quit walking around defeated. Quit walking around with these strongholds. You are not being crushed by things that are happening. You are being crushed by the things that you refuse to let go of. Let go of that stuff. Start operating under God's strength instead of your own. And you know what? My, my brother John yesterday told me something. And man, I just can't get it out of my head. He said, you know, the Bible says that the weapons that we fight with are faith, hope, and love, right? And the greatest of these is love. And he said, I heard a deal that says, why is the greatest of these is love? Because once we get to heaven, we don't have faith anymore because we have proof. God is right there. We don't need faith anymore. The object of our faith is right there. And we don't need hope anymore because hope means that in the future, there's going to be something better. When you're in heaven, it won't get better. There will be no more pain, no more weakness. So there's no more reason for hope because our hope has come true. But even in heaven, love will remain. No need for faith anymore. No need for hope. Everything has been given. All of what we put our faith in is there. Everything that we put our hope in is there. But what still remains is love, and that's how we will fight, is with courage, honor, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. If you take the first few letters of all those words, or the first letter of all those words, it spells Christ. That's how we that, uh, that destroy strongholds, is through Christ. And finally, the last verse that we'll talk about when dealing
spiritual battles in our lives comes from 1 John 4, 4. Now, I'm going to read it to you out of the Simplified Cowboy Version just because I think it's cool. It says, but don't fret none, cowboys. You ride for God and have already defeated all these counterfeit cowboys. The Holy Ghost inside you is vastly more powerful than the lies inside of them. See, you have to under, let, me, let me put that even more simply. This is powerful, guys. This comes from Chip Ingram. I'll give credit where credit is due. I heard him say this. We fight our spiritual battles. If you want to be victorious in your spiritual battles, you have to remember this right here. We fight from victory, not for victory. We fight our battles from a victorious point. Not We are not fighting to see if we win. We fight from a winning position, a defendable position that cannot be overtaken unless we let it. We fight from victory, not for victory. You've won the buckle. <laughs> You've won the buckle. And let, let me give you a roping analogy of what the devil tries to do. You go win your very first roping buckle. I did. But then we walk outside and the devil goes, bet I can outrope you, devil or nothing. Why would we even play that game? I already won. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. They can't take this away from me. And the only way it can be taken from me is I give it away. But we do that in our daily lives with the devil. We are fighting from victory, but he's like, double or nothing says I can beat you. Listen, dude, you couldn't even keep a fiddle. A redneck hillbilly took a fiddle from you. You think you can take my buckle? Uh-uh. Ain't happening. We fight from victory, not for victory. I mean, the trophy is yours. Why are you gambling it? You don't have to prove anything to him. You don't have to listen to him. You don't have to do any of that. You've won, guys. You are a winner. You're victorious. Quit walking around defeated when you've already won. 